Let's do this. As we go into the world of the haters. Don't be hating. Just living the dream. I love that. You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks to the end zone. Hunter up the cut it. Touchdown! 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 With a second left, Watson hits Renfro. And Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead and is one second away from the second national championship in school history. It's my pleasure to present the national championship trophy to Coach Davo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli. Stands head and shoulders over everybody else. He is a world champion on his own. Like he is actually 6'5 with the Afro 6'9. Pretty good dribbler. All you do is dribble. I have to dribble. If I give it to you, you just shoot. You're a chucker. Chuck. That's right. Every time you get the ball, you shoot. I can't believe you called me a chucker. No way I'm a chucker. I do not chuck. Never chuck. Never have chucked. Never will chuck. No chuck. You chuck. Barry takes a shotgun snap, back to pass. Here comes pressure, and he's down. Farrell gets him, sacks him all the way back at the eight-yard line. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. There was a time in this country when sports were revered. But people today, their values were all out of whack. All around the clock, sports all the time. That's the concept of the news. Oh, that's never going to work. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5, The Roar. And good afternoon on this Wednesday, third day of May 2017, safe and sound here in the uh, Blue Ridge Security Solutions Studios at 105.5, The Roar. Hanging out with Ben. I am Roy. A lot to talk about, a lot to get into. Coming up in the show today, Dean Leggy. Hour number two, talking about them Georgia Bulldogs. And the SEC, giving you the kind of perspective that only Dean Leggy can. He joins us coming up at 125. Uh, publisher of DogPost.com, all-around good guy. Always controversial and never boring. Dean Leggy, 125 today. NBA playoffs last night. What a night it was for Isaiah Thomas. Quack and I were talking about a few minutes ago. 53 points for the little guy. 53 points playing anything but... Like a little person out there, man. A guy was just all over the court. He was breaking ankles. He's making shots. He's getting the hoop and the harm. 53 points in the comeback win in overtime against Washington. I, I thought it was a performance for the ages last night. And I hope you were watching. I was certainly watching. It was on the edge of my seat. It was keeping me awake uh, before Golden State put us to sleep there with that uh, resounding win against Utah. More on that coming up later in the show. Uh, Clemson baseball this weekend. Nevada in town. It's Nevada. It's not Nevada. It's Nevada, not Nevada. It's playoff, not playoffs. So let's make sure we put that out there as well. Clemson baseball this week, an important three-game set. Saturday, Sunday, Monday is the three-game series. Exam week this week. All of you students over there, uh, get your exams taken care of, then go back to school, get your MBA. You know my thoughts on that. We're not going to talk about that today. 654-7627, the phone number. 
654 Roar. We will conclude as well our thoughts on the preseason way too early. ESPN Top 25. We kind of breezed through the final nine teams yesterday. Recap some of the main stories there. We told you about the arrest yesterday or the uh, the charges that appear to be pending against the uh, couple of South Carolina players and one former player down in Columbia. More on that as we go through the show as well. You can reach out to us on the text line, 986 You can reach out to us on social media via Twitter, at Roy Philpott, at Ben Milstead, in the Northland Communication phone line, 654-7627-654-ROAR on a beautiful, sun-splashed, summer-like Wednesday afternoon. I would prefer, if we could, to just go outside and host the show for the next two hours and 50 minutes and just do it outside. And oh let's just God. see what happens. I mean, it is, it is so magnificent outside right now. It's like San Diego on steroids outside. It's so beautiful, isn't it? You completely read my mind. Really? You're feeling the I, same way. I pulled in a while ago. I thought, you know, technology being what it is, Roy and I could just sit out here on the front steps, toss the pill during, uh, you know, during telephone calls or whatnot. That, that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. We might be out there by the end of this. Show. Okay. I, I will do a better show for you for upper management, for upper, upper management and, and everybody here. I will do a better show today if I can do it outside. There's no doubt in my mind about that. We may make that happen. Let the record show that I am here for the first segment today. Uh, that I would just like to point that out. First time this week that I've been here for segment number <laughs> I, one. I don't know if you can tell a difference in my mood as a result. The, the you fact looked that a you're little here. disappointed, to be no, honest no, with no, you. No, 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 like, no. I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. not at all. No, I, no I, I, I couldn't be more thrilled and delighted that you're here for the first segment. You, you pulled into the parking lot at 11.59. I, I, I could hear Beastie Boys <sighs> thumping in the car out there. It was actually you 2 I was playing you 2 Playing you 2 Yeah, a little You could hear it in the building here. Sorry, sorry. I, I was running a little late today. Roy walks in, just sits out there until halfway through the open so that he doesn't have to interact with me whatsoever no, because no, he sees my no, truck in the parking lot and goes, no, crap, Ben's here. No, I don't get to see Kelly. No, I don't get to talk to Zach today. Nothing can be further from the truth. Yeah, that, that is just not ben, true. Yeah, I, I really take it personal. Honestly, what happened today... It hurts my feelings. I, I try not to let on. It really does. I was, I was running like a little behind. more than you like me. Nothing can be further from the truth. I was running a little behind. Let me tell you what's happening on Highway 88 where all things come to a screeching halt these days. First off, you people know my stance on Highway Highway 88 and 81 and Highway 8. It's like this triangle of traffic death that occurs here in the upstate. Not literally, but more figuratively. Because what happens is, if you're in a hurry and you're driving on any one of those highways, there's somebody inherently in front of you that's driving 10 miles below the speed limit. And if you're not in a hurry, then you've got a Ford King Ranch right behind you, tailgating you like nobody's business, trying to get you to go faster. Well, this entire week, and I think for the better part of the last month, I, I don't know what they're doing, but they closed down one lane of the highway during normal business hours to do like some tree trimming. And, and, and so what occurs is you get this backup, you get this buildup of traffic. So you're coming in one direction and you got the guy out there holding the stop sign and you got like three of these little, I don't know what you call them. They're like bulldozers, but they have like these tree attachments on them that just trim trees and, and, and brush and all kinds of things near the road. But what happens is they stop one lane of traffic and they hold it for like 10 or 15 minutes and then they finally let the buildup of cars go through. Then they stop the other lane of traffic and they let those cars go through. So I, I would have been here at around 11.30 if that wasn't the case today. And that's been the case every day this week. So I, I leave the house and it's about 22 minutes from my front door to get here. I leave the house and I am late arriving here compared to what I normally would be because of the tree trimming that's occurring. Mm -hmm. And then on my way home, the same thing happens. Same thing. So they're, they're working like all day 
and they're going through different stretches. I, I think it's Highway 88. And, and so you just kind of sit there. And the weird part about it is you end up sitting there in the spots where your cell phone signal has no signal. Always. And it's very irritating as well. So like yesterday, this happened to me where I was trying to get home. I was in a hurry to get home. I had a bunch of things going on. Uh, I think we were doing dinner at Cracker Barrel yesterday. A soccer game I had to go to. So I'm just in this mad rush to get home. And again, I sit there and the traffic builds up. And you just sit there for like 20 minutes. And it's the most frustrating thing ever. So I, I was supposed to be here early because I had to cut some commercials, which I forgot to do yesterday. And Lee and Diamond Dave were mad at me because I left and I felt bad. You're yelling at me this morning. So I was, I was on my way. I was getting here 20 minutes early to do the commercials. And the traffic build up on Highway 88 struck again. It's very, it's a very bitter pill to swallow when you're making that little trek. I would give you a pass because Thank while you. we all we have one. our flaws, we all have faults. Yeah. I hate punk, being late too. Punctuality like I, is not one of yours. I will give you that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you, you you reckon I, like, I historically I'm early everywhere. Yeah, in fact, sometimes it's irritating how early you are. It's like Roy, it's it's ten thirty. Get out of my office. You don't need to be here. <laughs> you don't need to be here. That's way too early. No, I appreciate that. I, I'm so early, like it's beyond Tom Coughlin. If you're five minutes early, you're late. It uh-huh. is, it, it's to the point, it, it's some kind of OCD. There, there's some kind of disorder with my personality because I, I'm so early. For people that arrive, let's say, on time, I'm questioning to myself internally, why are you late right. when they're actually on time? Uh-huh. But you didn't get here like before the time you were supposed to get here. So in my mind, you're late. And I'm like, man, you're, you're kind of a slacker, even though they're, honestly, they're on time. Right. But I'm just questioning. That, that's how that's how OCD I am about it. That's a little weird, I think. There's probably some medication. To illustrate this further, uh, sup, most people eat supper at, you know, 7 o'clock. Roy, because he doesn't want to eat late, he gets, he, he, he's at like 4.30. So. You just about dinner? Yeah. Oh, sometimes I'll eat dinner like 3.50. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll eat dinner early. And. and Breakfast is, I mean, lunch is normally when they're, you know, 1030, they wait for them to flip the sign from breakfast to lunch. Roy, whew, thank goodness. Now I can eat lunch. I mean, that's, that's even an exaggeration because I, I, I'm usually at Jersey Mike's at like 959, Are right before they open. No, I I'm waiting for them to open. I get the sandwich and I roll home oh, and I have lunch at like 1015. But really that's all the show's fault because you just get in this pattern. You want to. You don't want to be hungry on the air because then you get grumpy and it's grumpy radio. And while sometimes that's fun, it's not a lot of fun for me. Six five four Roar. I know you don't want to talk about any of that. Did you watch the game last night? Celtics and Wizards. I, I don't know if you're cued in on this series or not, but it was it was sensational basketball last night. It was. Um, Isaiah Thomas. I think last week or two weeks ago, I said something to the effect that the Celtics don't really have a superstar. They don't really have a player they can build around. It looks like Brad Stevens' old Butler teams, where it's a lot of really good players. After last night, I do. I think I have to back off on that statement a little bit. I, I don't think that's right because I'd say a Thomas. I mean, you you've seen glimpses of it, and while I'm not ready to you know sensationalize it to the point that it's one of the greatest NBA playoffs games of all time. No, it was really really good. I mean, the I, Wizards I mean, stormed out of the gate again. He was on Fire. Boston came back. It, it, a lot of it was Thomas. I, I think Thomas poured in, I forget how many points it was in the fourth quarter and in overtime, but they, they, they trailed basically the entire game. In the fourth quarter, this is what I liked about it more than anything else. First off, there's stories with Isaiah Thomas. Number one, his sister was killed in a tragic single car accident uh, about two weeks ago. 
Right. They started the playoffs against the Bulls, lost their first two games at home. Everybody left them thinking the Celtics were done. And if you remember, we were talking about it at the time, and I said, I, I don't think Boston is done. I just think it's going to take a little time for Thomas to get his thoughts together, for this team to get its act together, and, and realize still what's at stake and how that they can play for his sister, China's legacy, and that they're playing for her and, play, and playing for Isaiah Thomas. And sure enough, it came together. Uh, Brad Stevens did a nice job of tinkering with the starting lineup. He, he started Gerald Green. It made a difference. They haven't lost a game since, since trailing 2 nothing to the Chicago Bulls. That was part of it. But to see Thomas, what he did in the fourth quarter last night, it, it, it did border on legendary because he had taller players trying to guard him like Markeith Morris or Martin Gortat or some of these other scrubs the Wizards like to try it out there. No offense, Dutch Coleman. And he would cross him over and he would go one way and then he would go another way and then he would get towards the free throw line and then he would shoot a step back Jay right in their grill and it was going in and at times he was getting fouled and at times he was breaking ankles and at times he was wide open at times he wasn't but in the fourth quarter every single possession when Boston needed a basket the ball was in his hands and every single time he cashed in and he had to cash in every single trip to force overtime when they got into overtime, he just took the game over even more, and they ended up winning by 10, which was incredible. Floyd Mayweather says thank you. Apparently, he bet a truckload of cash on it, and he won. He got lucky because it was a five-point spread, and they won in overtime, but still he won. But Thomas was the difference, and it was incredible. I, I just I, I love watching basketball like that. It was 129-119. love seeing the higher-scoring games, free-flowing basketball. It's anything but like what it was 15 years ago in the NBA where it was defensive, it was physical, now it's free-flowing, you got points all over the place, you got great shooters. you got a player like Isaiah Thomas playing for his late sister, pouring in 53 points. By the way, he lost his tooth in game one, was wearing the mouth guard yesterday to protect his mouth, and apparently he plays better with it. I I just, I I thought it was great, and I wanted to start the show off today with Isaiah Thomas. That's how good it was. Yeah, and, uh, you know, too, a guy that is... Is he five nine? I think. I mean, he's I mean, he, he's five eight he, with the hair. He's like five nine on a good day. When you see somebody like that on a on a court, and the NBA is just giants playing basketball now, is all it is. And then you see someone like him out there, you can't help but root for a guy like that, right? I, I, I mean, absolutely. You you can't help it. Um, then you know, and then I I, did, I had forgotten this. He was the last draft pick. Of the 2011 draft. Did not the know that. 60th pick. And I was just glancing through here. Like, pick 56 through 59 never even made a team. They got cut right away. Um, I'll count during the break. But there are only one, two. Well, I can tell you right now. There's only four players who were drafted in the second round in 2011 who are even still playing in the league here six years later. Meanwhile, Isaiah Thomas is an afterthought. He is Mr. the Mr. Irrelevant of the NBA, and he's going to be a uh, you know a corner a centerpiece for Boston. It looks like for years to come. Now the NBA playoffs look like this. Very easily said, Golden State, I believe, comes out of the West and romps whoever emerges from the Houston San Antonio series to get to the NBA Finals. The Eastern Conference is not quite as clear at this juncture, but it should be Cleveland and Boston, obviously, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston will have home court advantage to see Isaiah Thomas 
battle LeBron James to understand everything that's at stake between those two franchises and what could have been kind of a make-or-break year. You know, if, if Cleveland doesn't win it this year, do you start to see maybe their methodical trending downwards kind of organization? Does that start to take shape? And as Boston start to trend upwards, they've got these draft picks, they've got some young talent, they've got Isaiah Thomas. And it seems to be a collision course for whoever emerges from that seven-game series against Golden State. And, and I want to see that. You know, if, if it's LeBron, that's great. If it's Boston, that's fantastic. The NBA right now is very watchable, especially in the playoffs. We talk about it each and every year about this time because it is that good. And I think it's got the potential to be even better this year. Whether it's Boston or Cleveland, LeBron or Isaiah, I, I, I don't know. But I want to find out, and I can't wait to see it unfold. And that's going to be happening here in the next 45 days. So it should be a lot of fun. If you want to talk about it, give us a buzz, 654-7627 on the Northland Communication phone lines. We will talk some college football. We'll wrap up the uh, way-too-early preseason top 25 and uh, continue our discussion at the end of the show yesterday with the top 10 picks or the top 10 teams, rather, as told to us by ESPN. So we'll walk down that road again. We'll get to your phone calls and a lot more. On a very busy Wednesday, Dean Leggy, in about an hour, your phone call is coming up. Big boys play with big toys, and no one has bigger toys than Bennett Equipment and Supply. In business for nearly 17 years, they know big toys. They're the go-to dealer for Takeuchi Equipment and the largest supplier of scaffolding in the upstate. With 30 employees and over 600 pieces of rental equipment. Serving upstate South Carolina, western North Carolina, and northeastern Georgia. Bennett Equipment and Supply. With locations in Greenville and Spartanburg, log on to BennettEquipment.net. With the warm weather, we think of spring cleaning our homes and businesses. Be sure to include your plumbing system inside and out on your list of spring cleaning chores. Your friends at Roto-Rooter, serving the upstate and western North Carolina, are here 24-7 if your plumbing spring cleaning gets the best of you. Check out their website for spring plumbing tips so you won't have to contact them. And if you do, it's rotorooter.com or 800-GET-ROTO. Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And the weight troubles down the drain. Mickey here. Let me tell you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Traditional carpet cleaners leave your carpet either soaking wet or it gets dirtier faster. Zero Res uses empowered water, so your carpets won't get stiff and crunchy. With no residue, they'll stay cleaner longer. No toxic chemicals or detergents. Mention Mickey and get three rooms for $129 and a fourth room free. Online at ZeroResGreenville.com or call 558-7300. Spell it backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. Jacob Thompson, a U.S. Marine who just returned from combat to a civilian world. The brotherhood was gone. Nobody cared whether or not I went to work or not. Nobody, nobody was worried about it. It was just... It was basically all on me. Upstate Warrior Solution provides a bridge to civilian life for warriors and their families. Help us to help them. Donate or volunteer at upstatewarriorsolution.org. This warm and sunny time of year should be filled with happy memories, road tripping to vacations. That is why My Garage by Essex wants you to have a happy car. Because who wants to spend their trip to the beach worrying about their car not starting or any other painful car mishaps? Not us. My Garage has a team of highly skilled mechanics with over 100 years experience who are honest, reliable, and professionally trained, which is reflected by doing the job right the first time. Don't leave your family's getaway up to chance. You all deserve to have a pain-free getaway. 
And while you wait for your car to be treated like the major investment it is, treat yourself to some hot coffee and free wireless anytime in our comfortable waiting room. My Garage is here for you. Come visit My Garage by Essex for all your maintenance and repair needs on Highway 93 in Clemson. Or call 633-5800. That's 633-5800. Happy motoring. The good news? Our business is growing. The bad news? We have to hire again. Ugh, the searching. Where do we look? What if we hire the wrong person? Actually, we could use ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter? ZipRecruiter makes hiring fast and easy. With one click, our job would be posted to 100 leading job sites. But are the candidates any good? You bet. As soon as we post our job, ZipRecruiter starts identifying the best matches and notifies them to apply, all within minutes. Well, whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates fast with ZipRecruiter. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by hundreds of thousands of businesses in a variety of industries nationwide. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash score. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash score. ZipRecruiter.com slash score. Philpott on WCCP. I'm here, so I won't get fined. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Braves won last night. There's some good news for you, Braves fans. Braves won last night over the Mets again. They True. beat Harvey again. True story. I was... Uh, was watching that more via my via social media. Flip over to the Braves every now and then, and I thought, okay, the Braves are going to beat the Mets here. I'm going to send one of those snarky little uh, passive aggressive messages on Twitter to Roy to my friend Roy Philpot to make sure that he's watching. About the time I'm doing that, the Mets hit a grand slam and bring it within nine to seven. I'm like. I'm gonna hold on just a minute, <laughs> and then I never sent it. But well, yeah, yeah they're hanging around. Hey, they're not they're not playing all that bad. The offense is, is kind of coming together. R. A. Dickey got the win last night. The knuckleballer, the ageless wonder. He's found the fountain of middle age. That's how old that guy is. And, and he beat Matt Harvey. And the Braves beat Matt Harvey. And Dickey beat Matt Harvey for the second time in the last seven days. And the Mets, meanwhile, are they are in some kind of tailspin. The injuries with that pitching staff. Remember, Harvey's just coming back. Uh, Noah Syndergaard is now out. He had uh, surgery, I guess, on on his abs. Is that what it was? It was like a middle abdominal strain. I don't even know medically what the correct term was. The Mets should have this all-world rotation, and yet nobody can stay healthy. And so they don't. And so the Mets are kind of like the Braves right now, where they're not great. They're not awful. But I would argue the Braves actually have a higher trajectory, believe it or not, because they, they, they've got their identity. You've got this young talent. You've got some young pitching that's not at the majors yet. But Swanson and Freeman and all these characters they've got, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's working a little bit. It was fun to see the Bravos beat the Mets last night 9-7. to They held on for dear life after that grand slam in the ninth inning. But R.A. Dickey, dude, I mean, his knuckleball, he even said after the game last night, he walked like four and six innings, gave up a couple of runs was back and forth early. He even said afterwards, you know, the knuckleball really wasn't working all that well. <laughs> and yet he outduels Matt Harvey. I, I, I find that very interesting. I'm just pointing it out, that's all. 
yet the Mets will be eight games ahead of the Braves by the All-Star break. Maybe so. Maybe so. Let's get a couple of phone calls in here. 654-7627, the phone number of the Northland Communication phone lines. Great game last night for the Celtics. Great game last night for Isaiah Thomas. We'll talk some college football. DJ Blythe's up with us first. DJ, welcome to the show. You're on the air. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Got a question for you and Ben. Out of the guys that's um, Isaiah Thomas a size, Nate Robinson, Spud Webb, there's a couple other guys I can't think right off the top of my head, but out of those guys, do you think Isaiah Thomas is going to be the one that uh, sets the stage, you know, with what he's averaging over the course of this year and what he done last night is going to uh, transition some of the shorter guys coming into the league or just uh, – it, uh, this is going to be just like an every now and then type of thing because you don't see too many short guys with his kind of talent just go and not shy away from none of the big guys. Let's think about this out loud for a second. You mentioned Spud Webb. He's much more dynamic of a player compared to Spud Webb. Now, Webb could dunk it, and Webb had incredible yeah. athleticism, but he, he wasn't pouring in 53 in the semifinals of the playoffs the way that Isaiah Thomas did last night. You know, he reminds me, DJ, a little bit of Steve Nash with a better shot. And, and Nash was a dynamic three-point shooter a couple of years but, you know, Thomas just seems to have this knack to take a game over where Nash was more of a distributor. Now, he was the MVP of the league, so you can't downplay what he brought to the table. But but Thomas just seems to have this uncanny ability to take games over. When they need a bucket, he's going to cash in for you. Uh, now, I, I don't think it's necessarily a precursor for a wave of little dudes coming into the NBA and, and kind of having their way with taller teams. But I'll tell you this, man, it's fun to watch right now because nobody seemingly has an answer for him. And you know what? He's playing with a chip on his shoulder, too, for the legacy uh, of his sister, China, who who just was tragically killed in a car crash. So, I mean, there's a lot going in his favor in a weird kind of way. Yeah, condolences to his family. But I'll tell you what, man, with his skill set, with his handles like uh, Allen Iverson used to bring to the game back in the day, I think that's what's what's really helping his level. I've never seen nobody hit with his height just have his way on the course and average 23, 26 points a game at five, five, eight, five, nine. if this thing happening. I'm with you on that one, DJ. Appreciate the call and the patience and getting on the air. Uh, isn't Thomas one of these players? Quark and I had an interesting conversation before we came on the air, and he, he looked at me and he said, is, is Thomas a max player? I mean, and is he a guy that you max out a contract for to sign to a long-term deal because he's that good? And, and in the snapshot of the moment, the answer feels like it would be yes. The issue is the size. And the question would be, how long can he keep up the kind of production we saw this year? Because going into next season, kind of like what we've seen with Steph Curry and some other stars that maybe aren't the tallest on the planet, the scouting report gets out there. Teams try to attack you to to focus in and, and, and zone in on your weaknesses. And it's not that they take you out of your game but you find it more difficult to, to average 30 a game, which is basically what Thomas did this past season. I mean, Thomas was in the top five in scoring. I'll go back and triple-check the numbers. He was close to 30 a game. I, I think you're getting him at his very best in his prime this season. Do I think that that filters over in two years from now, three years from now? I, probably not, right? Probably not. So I, he's playing as well as he possibly can. Does that continue for the next five years? I, I I think it's going to be difficult to do that. So would I give him max dollars? I I would be hesitant in doing so, but make no mistake about it. Somebody will, and maybe it's Boston, and maybe that's the natural fit with Brad Stevens. Somebody will give him max dollars. 
I, uh, you know, the knee-jerk reaction the the morning after is, you know, again, how one of the legendary playoff performances, and now, you know, and then you get calls like that. And I understand what DJ Blythe is saying, but you're not going to change your your overall philosophies on how you draft into the NBA simply because Isaiah Thomas had a great year. Right. I mean, there are these guys that come along every now. Nate Robinson has had a really good career. He's another short guy. Avery Johnson is so much shorter than I would have ever thought when I, you know, have have been beside him uh, playing Alabama each of the last two years in basketball. I mean, Avery Johnson was a little guy. Really, really good basketball, really good NBA career. I mean, nothing to sneeze at. Now, you're not ever talking about those guys in terms of max dollars, but all right, so so Thomas guys, is a little different compared to those players, right? I mean, we, we we can easily see that. I mean, those other little guys you're talking about. I haven't looked it up, but statistically, I don't think either one of them ever had those, these kind of numbers. Never, never. You you look at his point production this year, Ben. Twenty nine points per game. Twenty nine points per game. Ninety one percent from the charity stripe. All right, in his two point attempts, he he made fifty three percent of his field goals. That's 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 pretty good. I'm looking here at BasketballReference.com. This is a guy that took good shots, made good shots, uh, was decent from three-point range at 38% this season, but 29 points per game in the top five in the league in scoring. Nate Robinson, Spud Webb, uh, Muggsy Bogues. The only other player that kind of did that maybe at his size would be an AI. An AI, you know, directed traffic all the way to the NBA Finals back in 2001 with the Philadelphia 76ers. And and he's, he's a Hall of Famer, right? Allen Iverson's a Hall of Famer. So... In terms of smaller players, I mean, I, I don't know that we've seen somebody like that since him, just off the top of my head. I compare him a little bit to Steve Nash, except I think he's a better shot maker than what Nash was. Mm-hmm. And over the course of his career, you know, it's it's hard to believe how many seasons he's played in the league. This is his eighth year. He started in Sacramento, which is one of the reasons I think not a lot of people know about him. In his third season in the NBA, averaged 20 points per game. So, I mean, he was a 20-point scorer. In year three, it dipped down to 16 per game in Toronto, 15 per game in Phoenix. He was one year with both of those franchises. Then goes to Beantown, 19-22, and now 29. So I, this, to me, is the best that you're going to get out of Isaiah Thomas. I don't know that it gets much better than that. And so I would be a little reluctant to pay max dollars to a player that's that short. But then again, if you tell me he's got you know two or three more seasons similar to this one, well, he's probably worth max dollars because that, that, that kind of production's out of this world. Question is, does he still have that in him? Uh, you know, he's 27, probably got two or three more years in his prime. At that size, it's going to be more difficult, I think, to get the shot off after the scouting reports continue to trickle out there. But, you know, his, his point production got better this year. And a lot of people knew what he was about. So, uh, heck of a player. Heck of a player. And, and look, you know, his legacy, the rest of these NBA playoffs – could could change dramatically. What, what, what if Boston right. wins a world championship this year and he's doing what he's doing? Okay, it's a different story at that point. Yeah, that well, that's a that that completely changes it at that point. But the other thing that you have to have to get max dollars is you have to have the demand for your services. And I, you know, I know every team would like to have that kind of production from their guard, but still, I wonder how many oh, how many uh, front offices. How many GMs in the NBA in the NBA look at him as a guy? Man, we got we've got to do whatever we can to get him on our team. Or do you look at him as you said as 
had a spectacular year, but the odds of that continuing are are pretty low. If he's if he's six four doing what he's doing, then there's no doubt. I mean, you're you know, it's guy a guy you want to keep forever. But Avery Johnson, just for comparison's sake, he played over a thousand NBA games, which is, that's a lot of basketball. Averaged eight point four points a game. Allen Iverson played uh, a little over nine hundred games. Averaged twenty six point seven in his career at six foot tall. That's getting it done, right? Who there. did? A- Allen Iverson. Oh, Allen Iverson. I thought you yeah. said Avery Johnson averaged those numbers. I'm like, what? No, Avery Johnson averaged eight point right. four points over a, a thousand game career uh, at five ten. Allen Iverson at six foot tall, over nine hundred games, twenty six point seven points. Avery Johnson, the little general, did a lot of things with leadership and managing the Spurs on the back end of that career. And that's why he's become such a good coach. Remember, he was head coach for the Mavs mm-hmm. when they won those 60-plus games uh, back in 2007. They were subsequently upset by Golden State in the one versus eight in the first round of the playoffs that year, but still made the game-winning shot that clinched the uh, world championship for the Spurs in that strike short 1999 season. Uh, but but off the court, I think he did a lot of things. Calvin Murphy would probably be a, a, another one of the shorter players. It was with the Rockets. The 70s and the early 80s, averaged about 18 per, if memory serves me uh, correctly, was another good player uh, that was, you know, not that tall, uh, that was shorter in stature. So he would be there. Michael Adams uh, would be another guy that played uh, for the Denver Nuggets, Damon Stoudemire, and, and some others. But Thomas has the chance. I'm curious to see what the height was of Steve Nash. I, I was remembering, I, I guess he's taller than six feet, but... Thomas has the chance to be one of these dynamic scorers like an Allen Iverson that we just really don't know kind of what to do with. Nash was 6'3"? Yes. Was he that tall? I wouldn't have thought he was that tall. I didn't know that. 6'3", played 1,200 games in his career, 14.3 points. Yeah. And two-time league MVP uh, playing with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. You know, the other thing about, about Isaiah Thomas, though, he hasn't played with fantastic talent around him i mean even a Boston team it's really good but it's not elite yeah yeah that's what i'm trying to think is Mm -hmm. the other elite guys around him the the dominant guys inside that uh that would free up the court for him he's had some but you know when i think of of steve nash i mean steve nash played with and not to take anything away from him because i think steve nash is a true was a incredible player but he always had somebody else big on the team, he also he always kind of had that that w- person that he could have that one two punch with. I'm not sure Isaiah Thomas has had that. Al Horford is an interesting player for the Celtics. Yeah, I don't know if he went to the Bill Cartwright School of Shooting, but his shot is literally the ugliest shot in the history of humanity. And, and yet he gets it and he'll shoot it, and they go in and they go in from bonus land from from 25 feet out. But Ben, like somebody will throw him the basketball. Uh-huh. And he will catch it like head high and then release the shot from there. I mean, it is so odd looking. We call that shot putting in the in the business. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I envision you shooting a basketball like that, but not having the same level of success as Al Horford. I think that's fair to say. Okay, all right, all right. But I mean, so he's got players like that and Jay Crawford and, you know, these role players for the Celtics who I guess are extremely well coached by Brad Stevens. But your point is valid. There, there's not a ton of stars on that team. Not in the same way that we look at LeBron James or Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, the Splash Brothers and Golden State and Draymond Green. Or, 
even Kawhi Leonard. It's like, Boston, you've got this short guy in Isaiah Thomas who scored 53 last night and a bunch of dudes that kind of know their role, who are well coached by Brad Stevens, and they were good enough to secure home court advantage throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Thomas was a big reason why. Thomas will probably get max dollars. I don't know if I would give him to him if I was a GM in the NBA. But in the prime of his career, if you, you give me two or three more years like what he did this past year, he's worth it. He'll be worth it. We'll talk college football coming up. You want to talk with us, 654-7627. 654-ROAR. Back with more here in our first hour after this. When you've been in business almost 100 years, you've been doing something right. Since 1917, the key to Harbin Lumber's success has rested on its hardworking employees, people just like you, providing top lumber, building supplies, and contract services. You can be confident in customer service and support you can trust for your project, whether construction or large remodeling jobs. Call 353-5053. Find us on Facebook or online at harbinlumber.com. Life insurance. You know you need it, but do you have enough? 85% of U.S. consumers agree they need it, but only 44% of United States households have individual life insurance, an all-time low. When asked why they didn't have life insurance, many said, nobody asked me about it. Well, make no mistake, I'm asking you today. Maybe it's because the process can be difficult. Maybe it's because the process can be frustrating. But as an independent insurance broker, we have all the best plans and rates. Life insurance is not for the people who die. It's for the people who live. Life insurance helps us protect what matters most, our family. Call us today to get a free quote, 467-8738. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make life insurance easier. What business doesn't like to save a little money where they can? Crute LED has partnered with Duke Power to do just that. Whether you need LED tube lights, $4 after rebate, LED high bay fixture, $79 after rebate, parking pole light, $99 after rebate, or six inch down lights, $4 after rebate, Crute LED will pass on Duke Power rebate up front to you with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Visit online at CruteLED.com or visit their office at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson, right before J. Peters on exit 19B. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee, pick up a box for your business or church meeting, share them with family and friends during a time of need. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Rely on EnviroMulch. They supply quality landscape supplies for any outdoor project. Their spring special. Get double ground hardwood mulch for a dollar off per yard. Ordered online with promo code WCCP. No other discounts apply. From your friends at EnviroMulch. Go Tigers! Roy Philpott on WCCP. I'll do my job. You people better start doing yours. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, first hour of the show continues. About 30 minutes away from Dean Leggy, dogpost.com, joining us talking about the end of spring practice down in Athens. Georgia opens this year with Appalachian State. 
And then at Notre Dame, kind of an interesting start to the Bulldog season. Year two, Kirby Smart. Year two, Jacob Eason. Year 74 of Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. What does all that mean? We will talk about it with the leading authority on the Georgia Bulldogs, the Georgia Athletic Department, the brand new indoor practice facility, our good friend Dean Leggy. Uh, dogpost.com coming up in about half an hour. I'm looking forward to Dean. I always look forward to Dean. I'm looking forward to Dean a little bit more than normal, I, I think, today. I don't even know why. I, I just feel like something's going to happen. I, I, I don't know. Like we just stumble on something, maybe even outside of the realm of UGA. And it just, it ends up being legendary. I, I just get that sense today. I don't know. Call me crazy. Tell me again what time we're having Dean on. Uh, 120, 125-ish okay. in that ballpark. Is that okay? Yeah. Can we get Dean on today? In, in the future, let's go for a little bit later than that because I always want to make sure our good friend Walt Deptula hears Dean. Is Walt back on today? Walt is here today. Uh, good, good for him. Good for him. Uh, because because Walt always has an interesting rebuttal to pretty much anything Dean has to say, so it's a nice it's a nice point counterpoint without the two of them even realize it's going on. I love it. Oh, I think they realize well, it's Walt going realizes. on. No, I, I think I think Dean does too. <laughs> I think the power of this station reaches down to the classic <laughs> city of Athens. I I think he's well aware sometimes of some of those uh, discussions. Anyways. Dean Leggy coming up in our next hour. Uh, we'll talk some college football with him. Everything's going on down at Georgia. And it should be a lot of fun. If you want to talk with us now, give us a buzz at 654-7627-654. Roar. I do want to talk some college football and uh, kind of put a wrap, put a bow on some of our conversations yesterday. Ben enjoyed that. I, I, I like it when we're at the end of the show and you're like, you know, I've enjoyed this today. I get that like once every 15 or 20 shows. And so when we get that, I'm like, okay, we did something right today in the eyes of upper managers. That makes me feel good. But you, you enjoyed kind of our big picture discussion of ESPN's way too early top 25 uh, yesterday. And we kind of, we breeze through those final nine teams in the ranking, their top nine. And so I, I did just maybe want to spend a segment or two kind of bashing this poll like we like to do here uh-huh. uh, today, if we can, because we didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. And I, and I wanted more time to digest what the top of the poll looked like, because the more I think about it, the more I'm just not on board with it. I I just, I I disagree. I don't like it. I'm not happy with it. And I'm tired of people picking brands because they're brands when it probably doesn't make sense to do that. You know, especially at the very top of this poll, which I want to get to, but I, I I enjoyed what you said yesterday when, um, when we're at the very end, you're like, yeah, you know, this is fun. I've kind of enjoyed this. That, that, made, that, that put a smile on my face. It put a little bounce in my step the rest of the afternoon. That, this conversation could, could turn interesting then later in the show because a friend of mine last night, I, well, the part that could be interesting is I don't really have a problem with the top of the polls. And a friend, <sighs> but a friend of mine last night said, man, I was listening to you today. You said way too many positive things about Ohio State and Florida State and Alabama to make me com- – I'm not comfortable with you being like and – I, and I thought, you know, if we were having this conversation in September, then you're, you're th- there's more of a threat and you may be a little more guarded. But in May, maybe it's easier to – I don't know. For me, it's easier to be more objective – about those teams because it's May. It, yeah. feel, it feels so far away right. that you're not threatened. But, you know, I heard Quack and Kelly talking a little bit about that earlier, and I just, 
I understand why pollsters, why anybody would have some of those names at the top. And I think it is more than brand, Roy. As much as I want to agree with you, I think it's more than brand. All right, first off, shut your mouth when you're talking to me. (laughs) Just just shut it. Just shut it right now because none of that applies here. Next question. Thank you, Dabo. (laughs) Ohio State number one. When's the last time that franchise, and I'll call it a franchise because it's it's built up to be this enormous brand, it's the Ohio State University, right? It's the, it's not just OSU, it's not just Ohio State, it's not just Ohio State University, it's the Ohio State University. Number one, that kind of, that kind of, you know, grinds at me a little bit. When's the last time it actually scored an offensive touchdown against a team with a pulse? I, I guess last year in Norman, Oklahoma, but then again, we... We don't value Oklahoma in this space, and that's part of the problem with this entire conversation anyways. Can anybody objectively in this market look at Ohio State and Oklahoma and now even Alabama and say, you know, say, well, this team is is good or this team is not good just because Clemson has, has beaten all these teams a couple of times in some cases in the last couple of years. I, I recognize that's a fundamental flaw with, with what I'm about ready to tell you. Right, I mean, mm-hmm. Clemson has beaten Ohio State twice in the last four years. It's beaten Oklahoma bad twice in the last four years. It beat Alabama the last time it played Alabama. We feel like now, hindsight being twenty twenty, it could have easily been two and zero against Bama in the national championship. It wasn't. Bama won the first time, and we get it. So, I mean, part of this is we're not as objective as we probably should be because Clemson, to its credit, and to Dabo's credit, has beaten these teams down the last couple of times. I mean, some of the games have been mm-hmm. competitive, but not many. So, in what I'm about ready to put out there, there is an inherent flaw in it. I can see that right out of the gate. So, I, I want to put that out there as well. There probably is a tinge bit of bias in me bashing the Buckeyes mm-hmm. because of what's happened against Clemson or any other team from this state since 1977. But still, they were shut out in the Fiesta Bowl. JT Barrett was awful in the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, he was dreadful. And Clemson even helped him out a little bit with a couple of early picks from Deshaun, and it still get, couldn't get Ohio State on the scoreboard. More importantly than that, and we say Ohio State because ESPN right now, they're way too early preseason top 25, has the Buckeyes number one. All right, team that got shut out in the Fiesta Bowl, that didn't make the national championship game, team that was very fortunate to beat Michigan at home in the horseshoe, to basically clinch the Big Ten championship. Team that also went on the road and thumped Oklahoma. I get it. Ohio State is their preseason number one team. The last time we saw them, they were shut out. The last time we saw them, JT Barrett had no clue of what it was like to complete a forward pass of, let's say, greater than you know five to ten yards. I mean, he, he was lost. JT Barrett, a veteran quarterback that was supposed to be one of the top weapons in the country last year at the end of the season, was dreadful against teams that actually mm-hmm. fielded a decent defense. This is a team that ESPN has preseason ranked number one here. Additionally, and perhaps most importantly, Urban Meyer kind of gutted his offensive staff after that dreadful Fiesta Bowl. I love the hire of Kevin Wilson. Got to know Kevin a little bit when I called one of the Indiana games a couple of years ago. He is high energy, bright offensive mind, has his brand, his identity, knows what he wants to do. And I think long-term in Columbus is going to work out very well. Never mind the fact he's got a lot of knowledge of the Big Ten because he was the head coach at Indiana the last five years, right? Right. And before that was under Bobby Stoops down at Norman at Oklahoma. He was directing traffic for all those prolific offenses. But you don't step in in year one 
and it just all works, right? It all, you know, the offense clicks. When you when you kind of gut one side of the football with that staff, it takes a little bit of time, doesn't it? You just step in and it just works magically year one. Or that, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit, but... Uh, please. Didn't it a little bit at Clemson when Chad Morris comes to town? I, I, mean, I mean, all right, well, I let's mean, think you, about you, that. Let's you, think about it. You didn't go from horrible to elite, right. but you made that significant stride. You won the ACC for the first time in 20 years. Your offense was dynamic, mm-hmm. was light years better than what it was the previous year. You also started Taj, Sammy, and others for the first time. So he had a better hand to work with than what Bill Napier did the previous year. Right. But yes, to your point, the end result, if that's the only thing that matters, they went from 6-7 and seven in 2010, losing to South Florida in the Meineke Car Care CarQuest Bowl. Mm-hmm. Sound familiar? To ACC champs. You still got blown out in the Orange Bowl against West Virginia, and you gave up 70 points. But there was a lot of good that happened. So yes, things... Things progressed that year, no doubt. On, I'll concede that, yes. I am always, 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 write this down, in favor of bringing up the shellacking that Clemson put on Ohio State 31 to nothing last year in the Fiesta Bowl. And you know what? We don't talk Any, about that enough. Anytime you want to bring that up, I'm in favor. However, objectively speaking, I don't think you completely judge a program off of their worst performance of the year. I they, they played. Sense. They played thirteen games last year, and and now, in in hindsight, they, I don't know how many great teams, if any, that they that they played and beat last year. Well, I want to talk about but, that for a second too. You know, but but still, I mean, they they played thirteen games last year. They won at an Oklahoma team that went undefeated in his conference, winning the Big Twelve was nine and zero in that league. Right. They won there by three touchdowns. They beat Wisconsin on the road in overtime by seven. Lost at Penn State, who was really, really good by the end of the season. Won against Michigan at home. A little bit of controversy in two overtimes that basically, uh, you know, clinched uh, the Big Ten. The Big Ten don't have a championship game? Oh, that's right. Ohio State snuck in the playoff without winning the Big Ten last year. Right. Which I'm not a big fan of. But, I mean, they had some impressive wins. They, They blitzed Nebraska by 59. Boy, Nebraska must have really stunk. I mean, they had some good wins. But they were exposed. That yeah. offense and JT Barrett was exposed against Clemson. Was was it not? They were. I mean, they they beat a a, a very down Michigan State team by one point. Need a double overtime against Michigan. And remember, Michigan State went for two in that game. Yeah, Michigan, yeah. that's exactly right. And they kicked the extra point. We could have been looking at overtime. Yeah, and and had they done that, then Michigan State probably goes on to win that game. With that being in Lansing, and uh, you know. Ohio State's not even in this conversation. But back to my point, you know, Clemson played subpar against NC State in Pittsburgh, in my opinion, last year. But we don't define last year by their subpar performances. Now, they they went on to win one of the, you know, split those two games. So I don't, my point is, I don't think you completely define Ohio State by one bad game. I agree. But I'm not going to make them the number one team in the country when they were shut out the last time that they played, when they didn't win their own conference the previous year, when they gutted their offensive coaching staff, and when I have Bama, Clemson, SC, Penn State, and others that you could conceivably put at that number one position. 
if Ohio State played Alabama right now, despite the personnel losses of the Crimson Tide from the past team from this past year, I, Bama would be the favorite. If if Ohio State played Clemson right now, I think Clemson would be the favorite. Debatable depends on where it was going to be played, but I mean, still, you just saw those those two teams last year. Minus Deshaun, it's different. I get it. I, I just don't have a lot of faith in that team, and I think yeah. a lot of times what we do with these preseason polls is we get a little lazy with our analysis and we say, well, it's Ohio State. Well, it's Urban Meyer. Yeah, they won a national championship three and a half years ago. They're going to be back. And, oh, nine starters are back on offense. So they're going to be better than what we saw at the end of the year last year. Well, they were fortunate to win a lot of those games. Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan State to Ben's point. They lost at Penn State. They were shut out against Clemson. I mean, that's, that schedule and that record at 11-2 and two is still a little deceiving. You, you still didn't even win the Big Ten last season. You didn't win the Big Ten. I would have put Penn State in ahead of Ohio State in the college football playoff. This is a team you're going to rank number one. It's all brand, baby. It is brand. I, they're they're but, not going to win a national preach, championship this year. You preach brand all the time. I, I do. I, but, I, yes, I do. I have a feeling you're not going to like me by the end of this show. But let's, let's say that – tell me what you would do if the – if that game went the other way last year, Clemson loses to Ohio State 31 nothing. But Deshaun Watson comes back this year. Mike Williams comes back this year. Wayne Gallman's on the team. Yeah. You, and, and, and we're looking here to way too early, and Clemson's ranked number one. Yeah. We would be sitting here going, well, of course they are. Right. I guess part of the problem is, and you're uncovering more thoughts in my own brain that I, I haven't properly articulated yet, part of the problem here is, I don't believe in JT Barrett. Now I can buy that. All right, so now, so now we're I can getting get somewhere. Be, I can get behind All right, it. So I do I, think he was exposed in the last three games, particularly the last three games last year. Yeah. Blew out two teams in in Maryland and who was, Nebraska, and then the last three games looked very, very average. Okay, all right, so let's paint the picture for a second here in our final couple of minutes of our first hour. I don't believe in JT Barrett. I like the changes that Urban Meyer made on his coaching staff. And to his credit, they have rededicated themselves to the downfield passing game and to making that offense more prolific and more dynamic. And I think long-term that's going to work. I don't know if in the short term that that's going to be enough. Then again, how good is the Big Ten? You got a bunch of teams that lost a bunch of players. Michigan brings back, I don't know how many starters on offense, but I can count them like on three fingers or less. They're preseason number 14, I believe, in this poll. So they're probably not going to be as good. Wisconsin is always really physical and kind of lacks that elite team speed that you need to really be a factor in the playoff race. Do we really believe in the Badgers? Yeah, it's tough to play at Camp Randall, but so what? I think it's going to take Kevin Wilson and Urban Meyer a little bit of time, and I don't think it's going to happen with JT Barrett. I don't believe in Ohio State, and I certainly don't think here as of early May that anybody should preseason rank this team number one in their way too early preseason. It just it doesn't add up to me. If you're going brand, go Bama. If you're going brand, go go with another one of these teams. Go with Florida State, DeAndre Francois, and Derwin James returns, and seven back on offense, nine on defense, and a team and a roster that actually makes sense. Francois got some targets in the downfield passing game. He knows how to direct traffic when his team needs some points. Bama, Jalen Hurts, you lose a bunch of stars, but you know they're going to be solid. SC, Sam Darnold, we know what he brings to the table. Penn State, I'm not buying Ohio State number one, and it kind of offends me that we got away with that yesterday and just throwing it out there. 
First hour in the books, hour two, Dean Leggy and a lot more coming up. Locked up tight in the Blue Ridge Security Studio, the flagship station for all things sports. WCCP, Clemson Greenville, 105.5, The Roar. Do you need LED tube, flood, high bay, or canopy lights? Crude LED will pass on Duke Power rebates up front with a verification of your business's Duke Power bill. Online at crudeled.com or in person at 109 Interstate Boulevard in Anderson, South Carolina. Hello, sports fans. This is Wayne from The Vault. You know, the retro sports apparel store Walt has been telling you about. We are your local go-to store for Clemson Championship gear, as well as all your favorite pro and college teams. And as always, all hats in the store are buy one, get one half price, including the championship hats. Please visit us at 213 North Main Street in Greenville or online at vaultretrosports.com. And remember, nobody appreciates your business more than we do. Mickey here. Let me tell you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Traditional carpet cleaners leave your carpet either soaking wet or it gets dirtier faster. Zero Res uses empowered water, so your carpets won't get stiff and crunchy. With no residue, they'll stay cleaner longer. No toxic chemicals or detergents. Mention Mickey and get three rooms for $129 and a fourth room free. Online at ZeroResGreenville.com or call 558-7300. Spell it backwards or forwards. It's the right way to clean. Hi, friends. Let me tell you about the, the great story at Harry's Razors where Jeff and Andy, just two ordinary guys, were fed up with getting ripped off. You don't have to be ripped off anymore. Just start shaving with Harry's. They started their own company. I love this. By taking less of a profit, that means $2 a blade rather than $4 a blade. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to cut most of our expenses in half? They've got a great deal going for you right now. Their starter sets. The set includes an ergonomic handle in the color of your choice. Five precision engineered blades with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. This entire month of shaving for just $15. Now, this is an everyday great deal, but I have a great special offer for fans of the show now. You can get this for even less. We've partnered with Harry's.com to give you $5 off your first purchase with the promo code Mickey. So go to Harry's.com now, enter the code Mickey at checkout to claim your offer. That's Harry's.com. The code is Mickey. Don't wait. Get started with Harry's and Harry's.com today. The Home Depot has a new idea. Free carpet installation that means free carpet installation. Clearing out furniture? Free. Ripping out old carpet? No charge. Hauling it away? On the house. No hidden fees. Just free installation on carpet $699 or more. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet price $1 or more per square foot. Unique specialty items and requirements may be priced separately. Not valid in all markets. See HomeDepot.com for details. Offer ends June 7th. I'm George Jeffries, local GM of Metal Building Supply. As part of Mesco Building Solutions and NCI, we're the Southeast premier supplier of metal building components and pre-engineered building systems. We have an 18,000 square foot facility, and we bring in inventory and special orders every Friday. Call 295-0506 or come by 1500 Elrod Road in Piedmont. Whether it's a 30 by 40 for your shop or 100,000 square feet for your business, we have over 40 years of experience to put to work for you. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee. And remember, raise money for your club, church, or group of worthy cause. Sell Krispy Kreme donuts. Call Anderson and Spartanburg Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut. 
donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Roy Philpott on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, second hour of the show begins right now on a beautiful spring-like Wednesday afternoon. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott, back at 105.5 The Roar. We're brought to you by our good friends at ZipRecruiter. If your company is hiring, you know the best place by now to post that job opening so that you can find the best candidates. Of course, it's ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter. All with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once. Watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And yes, it is super easy. No juggling emails. No calls to the office. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter's been used by Fortune 100 companies and thousands of small businesses across the country. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash play. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash play. One more time, try it free today, right now, at ZipRecruiter.com slash play. You're trying to increase profits. You're trying to increase sales. ZipRecruiter's going to help you do that. Check out their website at ZipRecruiter.com this afternoon. Our phone number is 654-ROAR, 654-7627. About 15 minutes away from Dean Leggy from dogpost.com joining us. We'll talk about the SEC. We'll talk some Georgia football and uh, get uh, all the news and notes emanating from the conclusion of spring practice in Athens down at G-Day with Dean Leggy, publisher of dogpost.com. We look forward to that. Uh, more college football in this segment as well. I'm not trying to bash the Buckeyes. They're good. Urban Meyer is an elite coach. It's interesting that Dabo has beaten them in both occasions that they have squared off against each other, both in bowl games, the last one coming in the Fiesta Bowl, the semifinal of the college football playoff last New Year's Eve. But Meyer is still one of the best of the best, and he made the changes that he absolutely had to make on offense after being shut out by the Tigers in Glendale last December. So I I approve of all that. I just think it's going to take some time. And then most importantly, I think Ohio State needs to find itself a real quarterback, a guy that can get the football down the field, a guy that can go through his progressions. Kevin Wilson's going to help the former Indiana coach, the former Oklahoma play caller, but I don't think it happens on day one, in year one. They'll get better. It's probably going to take some time for Ohio State to get kind of back to where it was when it won a national championship, when you had three quarterbacks on the roster. Whether it was Braxton Miller or Cardell Jones, uh, they were able to get the job done, and Barrett's regressed since then. And I think that was obvious last year. So we'll see what happens with Ohio State. Needless to say, I don't believe the Buckeyes should be the number one team in anybody's preseason poll. I get it because of the brand. I don't support it. I don't think that's how next season concludes with Ohio State winning a national championship. For the record, too, I had Ohio State in the playoff last year. It's one of the things we mentioned back at our college football kickoff show at Twin Peaks last August. Had Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, and Oklahoma State in my playoff. And people were underrating the Buckeyes last year with the personnel losses from the previous campaign. And I think this year people are going to overrate Ohio State. I think I've had a pretty good finger on the pulse of what's been happening up there at the Horseshoe. Uh, The other team I think that I would disagree with, if you just look in the top 10, and if you missed it yesterday, Auburn was number 10, followed by Washington at 9, Oklahoma, Clemson, Oklahoma State at number 6, 
maybe a bit high for the Pokes, but I still think that they're going to be a really tough out this year. And their quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who's a South Carolina native, is going to be one of the top gunslingers in the country, yardage-wise, just getting that team to the next level. Penn State was number five. SC was fourth. Bama was third. Florida State was second. Ohio State was number one. The other team I would disagree with in the top five here is Penn State. And Penn State, minus some key players from last season, including on defense, were across all three levels. That unit, first off, set the tone for what they did last season, including that win against Ohio State by three. But they lost players like Evan Schwan, Brandon Bell, Malik Golden. Uh, Garrett Sickles as well was a guy that, that made some key stops for Penn State in Big Ten play. There's just something about James Franklin continuing that level of success. It, it seems like it's smoke and mirrors at, time with, at times with what he does. And I have doubts about the Nittany Lions being able to do it back-to-back years. 11-3 last season, 8-1 in the Big Ten. Probably should have been in the playoff ahead of the Buckeyes. I don't like Penn State this year. And I don't like Ohio State this year. Maybe that spells doom for the Big Ten, but I'm not buying Penn State either. And to me, with what the Nittany Lions did last season, I, I will I will qualify that more as a flash-in-the-pan deal as opposed to something that's going to be sustained with James Franklin. I, I still don't know if I'm buying what he's selling. I'm with you on that. All right, so you like that one. That I, guy. Yeah, I don't think they've been around. I don't think Franklin's had enough time to build the depth that he needs to have back-to-back-to-back-to-back, you know, multiple, multiple really good seasons. Penn State last season was blown out at Michigan by 39. Penn State last year, like Clemson, lost to Pittsburgh. Tell you what, Pittsburgh was a pretty salty bunch last year. Pittsburgh won at Clemson and then beat Penn State at home. Now, the win against Penn State came in early September when we didn't have any idea what anybody was capable of. But in a weird way, Pittsburgh claims like the two biggest wins of college football last year. It's too bad Peterman and Connors are now gone. They're, they're no longer playing there. They both were drafted, obviously, the quarterback and the running back, including one that beat cancer, which is incredible. Now, P- Pittsburgh, last, last year it was in Pittsburgh, right? It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, this they, year it'll be in Happy Valley. Right, okay, yeah. But my point is, Penn State, its only two losses came in the month of September. One was by 39 at Michigan. The other one came on the road at Pittsburgh by 3, 42-39. Then it ran the table. Overtime win against Minnesota. Convincing win against Maryland. Three-point win we talked about against the Buckeyes. At Purdue, Iowa at home, at Indiana, at Rutgers, Michigan State, and then Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship game by seven before losing to SC, who was ninth in the country in the Rose Bowl, 52-49, and one of the best games in college football in quite some time. I don't think that you'll see Penn State do what it did last year this season. I, I just – the defense won't be the same. The Big Ten is not fantastic, so maybe that would be one argument against myself – but I guess it really comes down to James Franklin. And at what point in time does his act start to wear thin there? Last year, it didn't at all. It won 11 games. I don't like Penn State. It's the number five team in the country. Saquon Barkley says hi, and he'll have something to do with that. So I guess what I'm saying is, overall, I'm not sure there's a true national champion contender in the Big Ten this year. And if you think about it, Michigan lost all that talent on offense. We don't like Ohio State's downfield passing game. We're not believing in James Franklin and Penn State, but somebody's got to emerge from that from that trio of teams, or either Wisconsin, 
You know, Wisconsin's got to do something. You you still you still have Nebraska that hangs around, uh, and then I don't know Michigan State will be ready to contend next year. They but, were awful, but they, I mean, last season though is an anomaly based on where they have been the last, I mean, close to a decade now. Feels like not, Michigan probably not State that long, but. is three star you. And 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 they, Mark but they, but they make there, it work. I mean, they make it work. No, it does work. But I mean, they they that's who they are. They are three star universities.